Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. What do you know about microbes? They are microorganisms, things like bacteria or viruses, and they have a huge impact on our daily life. But can they actually help us stay healthy as we get older? That is the intriguing topic of a new book, which is called The Whole Body Microbiome. One of the authors is Dr. Brett Finley. He's a microbiologist. And if you want to know more about this book, the title again, The Whole Body Microbiome. It's how to harness microbes inside and out for lifelong health. And Dr. Finley's with us to talk more about it. Thanks for being here. Pleasure, Simi. What made you want to write this? What, did, what gave you the great idea? <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Let Them Eat Dirt. It was how to raise your kids with your microbes. That. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and then everyone said, well, I've had my kids. What about me sort of thing? What can I do? And then um, I actually co-wrote it with my daughter who's doing a PhD in gerontology, and she's 30-ish. And even she's concerned about skin wrinkles and the first signs of aging at that age. So really, we decided to combine my microbiology expertise with her aging expertise to write a book that's really, it's based on the science, but it's um, hopefully easy to understand for everyone of what you can do now based on the science of these microbes that we're just suddenly realize they have profound impacts on both our health and disease that even five years ago, we had no idea. How did these get overlooked for so long then? Well, it's a bunch of reasons, but um, and we've known about microbes since the late 1600s when they were first discovered, but Really what happened is they brought online DNA sequencing. So you can't grow most of these microbes, but you can actually sequence them and see who you have in you based on DNA sequencing. And that just exploded the field. And the last five years, it's impacting many different areas. Okay, so when you look at this book, and there's a lot of different areas that you cover in this book, maybe you could explain to people then how do these microbes play a role in our health? What do they do? Yeah, well, a lot of things. Um, first of all, we have to start out when I look at you, when you look at me, we think we see a human, right? A homo sapiens. Wrong. What you actually see is a homo sapiens, and there's as many microbes in and on you as there are cells in your body. So you're as microbe as you are human a cell number, and all the microbes in one of your hands outnumbers the entire number of people in this entire planet. Now you're so making everybody look at their hands. Yeah, well, you won't see anything <laughs> in your hands, right? Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're there, right? Um, so so we, we are basically the superorganisms that us and all these microbes that live in, in and on us. And what we're now realizing, they, they make these molecules and they digest our food and they do all these different things that we realize play big roles in both health and disease. So to take a look at disease, for example, the top 10 reasons why the average Canadian dies, number one, I mean, there's only one that's actually microbe and that's pneumonia. Um, but it turns out that if you take a look at these now with what we know, nine of those 10 reasons you're going to die now actually have microbes at the center of them. We just never realized before. How? Like you're talking about things like <laughs> heart disease and everything. Let's take cardiovascular disease. That's yeah. heart attacks and strokes, atherosclerosis, right? Yeah. So when you eat red meat, what happens is the microbes break down the red meat in pieces of it and they form this molecule that gets changed in your body and that molecule then causes atherosclerosis. So if you take animals, we call them germ-free, they have no microbes in them, 
you give them all the red meat you want, they will never get atherosclerosis. And vegans and vegetarians, they lack these microbes, they don't eat red meat, they have way less levels of this. And for the meat eaters, um, there is hope because, at least in animals, if you drug the enzymes in the microbes, so drug the bugs, not us, but drug the bugs, so they can't break it down, you can then feed these animals copious quantities of red meat and they actually don't get atherosclerosis. So that's heart attack and strokes right there. Okay, I'm wrapping my head around that. That's really <laughs> quite something. So now what we're talking about doing then is altering the microbes to affect our health. Right, and the, the best medical example is a gross topic, but one of my favorites is fecal transfers. And I've heard about th- this. That is what it sounds like. You take um, feces from a healthy person, put it in a sick person. There's this, this disease called caused by Clostridium difficile, or C. diff, which you go into the hospital, let's say you're having a hip it's operation, awful, yeah. you go on antibiotics, and then what happens, the antibiotics kill off all the healthy microbes, and then you get this horrible disease, and this kills people. So it's caused by antibiotics. So how do you treat this disease? Antibiotics have maybe a 25% treatment rate. But if you do a fecal transfer from a healthy person, you get a 94% cure rate. Unreal. And, and, and that's the, the first real medical example of a disease that could actually kill you being saved by simply swapping your microbes. Unbelievable. So how can we use microbes to help us age better? be yeah, healthier, live the, longer. That, that is the genesis of the book. What can we do now based on the science we have? And there's many things you can do. Some are fairly simple. Diet. Um, for example, there's this thing called the mind diet, which is basically the Mediterranean diet. If you follow that, it's fruits, nuts, you know, vegetables, all the things you know you're supposed to eat. Very little red meat. Glass of red wine a day, yay. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, not much butter and things. If you follow that, you can drop your dementia rates by at least 50% just by a diet. And we know what the diet does. It changes the microbes into much healthier microbes. They block inflammation, and this then decreases um, um, Alzheimer's and dementia, for example. Exercise is another way. You think exercise, well, it's good for my heart, right? Well, it turns out what exercise does, it actually pushes your microbes to a much healthier composition. So not only are you giving you heart health, you're giving your microbe health. And these microbes we know now actually basically then promote some health benefits that way. It sounds like the microbes really run the world. <laughs> well, I'm biased. I tend to believe so. They, they certainly play a major part in it. And that's something we didn't know a few years ago. So what is it, what things can people do then to improve their health? These are the things that we're always told to do. Right. But are there other things as well? Certainly. Um, here's one that, that that's, I found a bit surprising is brush your teeth three times a day. That'll drop your Alzheimer's dementia rates by over 50%. What? What does brushing teeth have to do with brain disease, right? Well, it turns out if you have poor oral health, these microbes seep into your body and they cause this low-grade inflammation. It's called inflammaging, which then causes tissue damage and that then leads leads to Alzheimer's dementia, the damage in the brain we see. And, and this is a, a theme we see throughout the book, that if, if you can keep your microbes healthy and decrease this inflammation, you can block or decrease a lot of the effects of aging. And what happens when you turn 65 or so is your microbes fall off a cliff and they go to this really bad kind of composition that's very inflammatory, and your gut also gets more permeable, so these microbes seep through and cause this inflammation. So again, only in mice, but if you take young mice and do a fecal transfer of the feces into old mice, you decrease that inflammation and the old mice seem to live longer. So, so let's, let's have a party with young people sometime. <laughs> but then how do you determine who the healthy people are? Like what makes that person healthy enough to be the person that you'd be like, yes, use that person? Well, well I mean, one of the fun things is as we live longer in society, there's some amazing studies of people who live to 100, 105, 110. We're looking at those microbes. There was a fabulous article that was entitled... Um, 
um, ridiculously healthy 90-year-olds, and these were people actually in China, that they had microbes much more similar to a 30-year-old compared to the older people. So the, one of the ideas is if you can keep your microbes in sort of a healthy configuration, you can actually decrease and delay all the symptoms we see with age. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. But how do we do like, <laughs> do we Is we it diet or like overall? It's, it's many of these things. When you look at people who live longer, um, basically um, it, it's diet. It's exercise. You should be motile. You should be um, having social contact with other people. Don't just live in an old folks' home all by yourself. You should be on that rug with your grandkids and letting the dog lick you and all that kind of stuff to get your microbes and decreasing stress. And we know all four of those reasons, actually, now microbes are at the center of it. And if you do those kind of things, you push your microbes, which then seems to gender much healthy aging. Now I have to ask you this, Dr. <laughs> what do you think of when you see people using like antibacterial stuff on their hands? I go nuts. Um, <laughs> I mean, Why I, is that? Well, well because I, I think we're done with the age of infectious diseases for the most part. I mean, if you look around at what affects people these days, it's not rheumatic fever, it's not polio, it's not smallpox, it's obesity, diabetes, metabolic diseases, you know, Alzheimer's type things. And when you look at all those diseases, what we realize is that we're actually killing killing off the microbes that we've evolved with, with antibiotics and sanitation, all these things. And yes, that works great for decreasing infectious disease, but it hasn't worked so well for basically, it's getting rid of all the good microbes. Right. So, so there's I a wish, balance here, right? There, it is a balance. I mean, I wish I called the book Eat More Dirt or something, you know, because, because it applies throughout your life. Right. So there's, there's cleanliness and then there's going overboard. And yes, you should use hand sanitizer if you're going to the hospital or an old folks home, but you don't need hand sanitizer in every room of your house. You don't have to wash your hands 500 times a day. Once with soap and water with dinner, you know, embrace your microbes, go outside, get dirty. That's what we've done as a species for, for eons. And now we're, we're avoiding that. We live in these clean bubbles and that's bad for your microbes. Uh, this is why I love having you on, right? Because you come on, I think you scare the crap out of people out there. They're going, what Literally. is this guy talking about? Yes, you do. Uh, the book is called The Whole Body Microbiome. It's how to harness microbes inside and out for lifelong health. Uh, Dr. Finley, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Pleasure, Simi. And the author, of course, Dr. Brett Finley, microbiologist.